in pursuit of exploring creative outlets and perspective. Join me on this journey. Wait, what was I saying? Ah, who cares? This is Dandemonium Podcast. Everybody, I'm back. I'm trying to stick with my promises to everybody and myself, most importantly, because you know I have about ten listeners that consistent, and that's probably including myself, because I'll listen to the episode um, after I publish the episode just to critique myself, and it's never fun. I always hate the episodes, <laughs> uh, but that's a good sign because it also kind of pushes me to try and do better and better, but I'm here on a Sunday. This is the dystopian Halloween special, and you know, I hope everybody had a, a safe and fun Halloween. I hope it was as normal as possible. Uh, we can't ignore the fact that there's a dystopian <laughs> time in our society right now. Uh, with this whole pandemic. I'm sure everybody has heard of it by now. And um, it's it's not really fun. It's kind of interesting to see what people do and how they've set up for their dystopian Halloween and passing out candy. And it seems like every <laughs> freaking house is like a uh, escape room where you got like puzzles to solve. And, uh, you know, every house it's like, okay, well, let's see, which is kind of good for the cognitive abilities of children. They have to figure stuff out. Is this a shoot? Are they going to throw the candy at me? Am I going to get slingshotted with some Jolly Rancher candies? Um, everybody trying to keep their distance, whatever. It's a good thing. Sure. But that's where we're at. The Halloween times. You know, and I've lived in this house. I purchased the house nine years ago. Um, and for the past eight years, I have passed out candy. Uh, some years I'm like, well, I'm never doing that again. But I've always passed out candy every year. I try not to be an old, uh, crotchety old man. I feel like I'm a little too young for that at the moment, being 40 years old. I'm not getting any younger. But I'm starting to understand the ideas and where the crotchety old man like when it starts <laughs> and why it starts in the process of just getting older and growing up. And so for the past eight years, I've been passing out candy. This year, I decided not to. Uh, the first doorbell rang about 2.30 in the afternoon. Honestly, I was just laying down. I was getting some rest. I was going to go to a poker game later on. I'm just chilling, trying to enjoy my Saturday as a 40-year-old, feeling like 80-year-old, crotchety old man. So I didn't have my light on. That's one of the signs. If you're passing out candy, just turn on the light. I feel like it's not just in these dystopian times, but I feel like that has been a tradition that has been carried on from Halloween to Halloween. Turn the light on, you got candy. Um, if the light's off, chances are there might not be no candy. There's three things I was going to do. Just leave a note on my door. And there was three ideas that I had. R.I.P. Sean Connery has passed away. The original James Bond, he's been in so many great movies. I mean, bunch of freaking movies. I couldn't even tell you all the movies. But I enjoyed his movies and just growing up and he had passed away. So rest in peace, Sean Connery. But uh, so sorry, kids, I can't answer the door. I'm mourning the death of James Bond. That was my idea. Note number one. Uh, number two, maybe even leave the light on. 
with a note on a door that says, I'm home. I'm just trying to help you prepare for a life of unpredictable disappointments, starting out from 2020 onward. And I'll get into more of that later. <laughs> and uh, see, get a job, you little freeloaders. And that's the one that made me feel like I was an old man. It's like the get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. I'm getting better at it. <laughs> So, and I'm glad I grew up when I did and seemed like the sky was the limit. There was nothing really holding it back. Not that it's like easy. It's difficult enough in regular, I'll call them normal times, okay? Maybe you don't think they're normal, whatever. For sake of uh, podcasting, I'm going to call them normal times back in the day. Uh, you know, 1980, 1990s, uh, the 80s, 90s, and and. It, really up until 2001 shit started to change and there's these precedented moments in in history and uh, American society American culture um, that really start to change the avenue and the the precedence of uh, communication and um, you know government uh, potential government overreach you know in the guise of for your safety air quotes um, sort of thing um, but we'll say prior to uh, 2001, September 11th, specifically 2001, you can pinpoint a day where shit started to uh, get a little more dystopian or, or a little crazy or like, whoa, what's next? And it's just been escalating from here on up, there on out. So in those normal times, you know, I'm, I feel very lucky. Again, it's difficult to try and get yourself, although it's not impossible, you have to work very hard at it, but it's not it's not easy to try and create a life of success and a mindset of success. Some people do it. Um, some people don't, some people really try whatever the case may be, but everybody, I I felt like everybody had an opportunity. Okay. And from 2020 moving onward, and this is, uh, hence preparing you for the life of uh, uh, the rest of your lifetime of disappointments it's going to be even more difficult and again we're in pandemic times whatever but but if there's a situation where the fucking the cure is worse than the actual pandemic then the virus itself like in this case um it's it's kind of sad you know, how do you operate? What do you do? Uh, I think it's especially scary only because the amount of time it's going to take to recover. For example, so you get behind on your bills and like how much more difficult is it to catch up than to try and stay afloat? So if you're a restaurant, you can you can have people inside playing the casino machines, but you can't serve them food. You can't have spaced out tables in a restaurant, but people can play the slot machines. There's things that are deemed essential. So when the government says you can't do this, it makes it very difficult for you to that much more difficult to try and get ahead. What happens then? You're reliant on the government. <laughs> you're you need the government at that point because you can't provide for yourself there are not only it's not only difficult but there's also external whether it's mandates laws um, overreach um, that just make it hard to do what you want it's 
going to be sad, people. It's going to be very difficult. Um, I feel for these kids growing up in these times and having to go through really the first uh, pandemic Halloween of their lifetime. But from here on out, who knows? Every Halloween might be a pandemic Halloween. It's crazy to think about. And I, I, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> But yeah, I feel bad for kids. They're 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 e-learning pandemic times. It's it's just sad, people. You know, and that's but that's our dystopian pandemic times. Um, we still got the opposite ends of the spectrum fighting about masks. Don't do shit. Masks do shit. You know, you don't care about other people. No, I'm looking at the ninety nine point nine percent recovery rate. You're not looking at the positives of it. No, you're all you're just looking at the negatives of it. Um, you know, Fauci's an asshole. Fauci is the man. You know, fuck Trump. You know, Biden's. <laughs> you see Biden's. Uh, I don't know if you call them rallies. They're not quite rallies. <laughs> like spaced out tables. It, it's just crazy. It's crazy. But everybody's still arguing about all this shit. And I think that is one of the things that we do have to focus on. When the cure cannot be worse than the goddamn pandemic itself. Um, you know, the 99.9% recovery rate. Come on, people. Like, take precaution, but fucking live your goddamn life. That's where I'm at. Oh, uh, you're an asshole, Dan, because, you know, you think this, so you're probably a Trump supporter. And this is, f- fuck you. Fuck you. This is life. These are human beings. People are falling into alcoholism. Suicide rates have gone up. Mental, just anxiety and depression. And what about all those people? Huh? I just want to listen to music. I'm lis- listening to, uh, it's like a Pandora, Live X Live. And they have commercials on it because I don't pay for the thing. And the commercials are even political. I'm just trying to listen to music and get away from politics. And the commercials, all the commercials are everywhere, are political. I got text messages of people that are running for office in Illinois asking if they can, you know, count on my support. And I don't want to be bothered with this. I'm bombarded. We're all bombarded by this shit every day now. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's going to... Bring a lot of more, a lot of more people to uh, depression and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to stick on this subject. It's all anybody's talking about. So I'm, I'm exposing you to it as well. I'm shoving this down your throat. I'm shoving it in your face. This is my perspective, and uh, so I'm not going to talk about it more. But the continued death of businesses, uh, employment, the unemployment, the lives. Uh, Uh, just a lot of things I think are going to be harder to recover from than try and maintain and just be able to go to work and be able to provide for your family. I can't imagine what it's like for other people out there. I have my own business. I'm doing my own thing. I don't have a storefront to worry about. I don't have, I'm not technically shut down, but you can't shut me down. You're not supporting me. If I can't try and do all I can to support myself, then what is it? I'd be living under a bridge somewhere. And California seems like a good place if you're in that situation, hanging out with your all your homies. Maybe you can at least have a tent. You could set up one of your tents next to the, the whole street with the that is a line of tents, hundreds and hundreds. You know, you you poop on the ground and you know, hope that the city cleans it up and yeah. Yeah, create more viruses and and uh <laughs> dystopian 
sort of atmosphere. All right, I'm going to take a five-minute break, try and regroup here, and I'll be back. All right, I'm back. I've had a chance to collect myself and regroup a bit. Um, I wanted to start out this podcast by saying that happy one-year anniversary to the Dandemonium podcast. Um, It was last year, October 24th. 2019 um published the first episode with jake and uh, appreciate that that was always fun i look forward to having him on the podcast once again my plan is to just kind of keep on going and and kind of get back to it because i've only had about this is episode 29 within the year's time so i plan on doing you know closer to one a week at least you know one every two weeks at at minimum But yeah, I wrote down some notes this time, so I had some bullet points. Pandemic, Halloween, the countdown is drawing near, prepping and basic survival needs, the Netflix show The 100, and also the Netflix show The Social Dilemma. Um, No, and just before I took a break, I was all on the uh, dystopian times and and the pandemic and the fucking bullshit potential government overreach and everything is in the guise of for your safety and the survival rate and uh, or recovery rate rather for COVID-19. You hear that remix? COVID-19. Ken Coppola or whatever the hell his name is (laughs) but you know this does give an opportunity for absolute idiocracy and and YouTube genius there's a lot of funny shit being circulated because of these times let's go to the next bullet point so the countdown is drawing near we're basically at three two one and then what is gonna happen what is gonna happen November 3rd Apparently, this, these are the times we're in. Again, not only pandemic, but we have other concerns about society, the pandemic uh, potentially interfering with supply chains, um, rooting, <laughs> rooting, <laughs> rioters and looters. We'll just call them rooters um, because it's like one and the same. Oh, oh, we got to combine peaceful protest in with that. You know, again, in the guise of social inequality, um, some of these things are okay, apparently. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But we are at three, two, one. And since this pandemic thing started, now I'm in Illinois. I've had my FOID card for since 2018. Um, even before that time, you know, I never felt like I needed to own a firearm. You know, after the election is 2016 and you start paying attention and everything, all this political nonsense is just shoved down your throat. You see the political discourse. It's continually increasing. There's continual uh, increasing tensions between, um, you know, I hate to say it, but it's really like two sides, right and left at this point. There's uh, somebody like me. I always try to hear the, the best of both sides and like real points and like all that shit's being thrown out the window. You know, and if you're not one thing, you're the other thing and automatically and whatever, whatever. People predetermine this um, without even knowing you. So with that being said, in the increased tensions and I've had my void for over two years now, it wasn't until 
just April, basically, where I started to prepare and take certain precautions because I really think everybody, I, I really, and it's all about like timing and shit. And there's a lot of instances in my life where timing has played a crucial factor and whether it's being prepared or making the right move or buying a car or getting a new, you know, changing my um, work situation, w- uh, renting an apartment, whatever, buying this house, a lot of things revolve around good timing, when to buy, when to sell. And it wasn't until <laughs> earlier this year. So we started in, what was it like? March, I believe. So by the time April came around, like we were already in this and we had 14 days of flattening the curve. And I don't need to rehash the whole six, seven months, but where what I'm getting at is around April is when I started to think about things a little bit differently in a way that I've never really felt I've had to think about things before. And that's just basic preparation skills um, or, or resources rather to kind of hold you through unpredictable and unexpected times. Nobody expects these things. That's why it's called preparing, you know, doing it in advance in the event um, and not to say you have to be a doomsday prepper or anything like that, but it really started to get me to think in different terms of just uh, uh, a few things. So like food, uh, sustainable food, uh, something that's going to last, something that really needs minimal work and and something that maintains its, we'll say, freshness or consistency and doesn't, not uh, perishable, if you will, uh, water. Uh, water filters, you know, how to properly store water so it doesn't form bacteria. And that's just basically keeping it out of sunlight. And and I also found that the FDA, I mean, who believes anything anymore, right? So whatever the FDA says, who the, who the hell cares? But bottled water doesn't necessarily need an expiration date on it. There are companies that do put an expiration date on it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that... Uh, as long as you store it properly, that it's going to last well beyond that time. Power. Now, these are things, if there's one thing, if the supply chain is broken down and everybody still has their utilities, right? And I'm just giving basic scenarios and, and, and basic resources that you might find useful. So if a sup- supply chain is broken down, that's one thing. You still have utilities. You're still able to get water, natural gas, electricity. Now, it's a whole nother factor if utilities are broken down. And if you don't have electricity, probably number one, everything runs on electricity. Everything has been modified and at one point, you know, it was maybe processed in more of an analog sort of form until everything converted over to digital. It's easier to keep track of. It's easier to, uh, it's less maintenance. It's like computers doing more of the work for humans. And that's an increase in technology. We just see that all the time. But if there's utility interruption, shit is going to get crazy. Okay, if you have no water, you have no electricity, and um, you know, I, I figured as long as you have a power source, your phone's going to still work. But no, no electricity is like no towers, no cell service. You can't know what's going on. OK, on top of that, these times we got rooters. Don't forget the rioters and looters that, you know, take it upon themselves to uh, terrorize neighborhoods and uh, um, whether it be city, suburb. I don't give a fuck. People are everywhere. Right. But terrorizing is terrorizing. 
and a lot of these people uh, have been shown to be armed and it's just real it's crazy so if you have no electricity you got no service you can't figure out any source that can keep you up to date on things going on around you you have no gas you can't cook food no electricity any of your perishables are donezo in a very short amount of time what if it takes a month what if it takes two months it's just it's crazy to think about so just to have the basics i mean if and people are talking about like like bug out bags right if you have to leave your house i'm like dude if i have to leave my fucking house shit is bad like very bad a bug out bag really so there's certainly you know not that i'm saying that that shit can't happen i just really hope and i'm banking on the fact that it doesn't get that terrible it comes down for me it comes down to a question of how terrible is it actually gonna get because it's not a question of is it going to get terrible it's a question of by how much and i think it's good to just basically prepare for you know a small level of disruption and uh yeah it's just crazy i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) uh, i hope everybody stays safe Uh, and i don't mean to laugh about it but it's kind of like i have to laugh about it because comedy and just having a certain perspective and uh is what i think keeps me sane so that is uh follows me to the next point the 100 on netflix it's a really cool show there's seven seasons it is a netflix show so some of it seems to drag on but it brings you through this whole story and i won't give the ending away but it brings you through this whole story from like uh being in space and then coming back down to earth but we basically nuked ourselves and there was such high levels of radiation we had to survive in space right we come back to earth uh turns out there's actually people that have survived on earth so it turns into like a space and technology back to the primal uh tribalism of just the society the grounders they call them on earth but it brings you through this whole freaking story it's pretty cool but it reminds me of kind of the again the tribalism and the events that they go through and obstacles and you know challenges that they have to go through just reminds me of like a a lord of the flies like kicked up to level 10 with you know technology and, and certain things because it's based off the future so very interesting stuff and yeah yeah Who knows where we're going to be in the next 10 to 20 years, especially when uh, technology starts to advance, it exponentially advances and grows. So it just becomes faster and faster and smarter and smarter. So in the next 10 years, it's going to be crazy. Provided that we survive the next 10 years, it's going to be a little crazy. I want to learn the language of the grounders. It seems like a good primal. So if everything does go to shit, uh, it seems like (laughs) you got to look it up. So look up uh, the 100 grounders language on YouTube and uh, they go through. There's a bunch of videos. I already looked it up. I want to start a school. So if anybody out there wants to uh, learn the grounders language from the 100, (laughs) let me know. You're in my tribe. We'll start an uh, apocalyptic crew. 
that's the only way we're going to survive in these uh, upcoming months and years is going to be through numbers. <laughs> so everybody be ready, be prepared. I think I hate to say that if you haven't gotten resources or started getting your resources since back in April, uh, good luck. We got stores boarding up in cities like they're preparing for discourse. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. And that's just the truth of the, of the matter. That's the truth of the matter. It's a matter of fact. I'm going to end this uh, podcast here with the social dilemma. So I wrote a few things down and I'm going to just pretty much read it from the sheet. But the only I haven't seen the show yet. I guess you could call it a documentary on Netflix. But the creator of the documentary was recently on the Rogan podcast, 1558, uh, Tristan Harris. And again, I haven't seen the documentary, but yet the interview was very informative on the wrong directions of the social media platforms and the way that they're the direction that they're taking us. It's made to occupy our time. And this is from what I understand and remember from the podcast. And the more you engage, the more you're this is air quotes. So he explained it like there's a, you are a virtual voodoo doll. All the interaction that you spend on social media, every click, every like, and even uh, YouTube, it just, everything is being tracked. So every little thing you do is like a voodoo doll, right? So the more that you interact online, the more your voodoo doll interacts with these algorithms um, that, that set a certain personality to your specific voodoo doll in your activity. It's crazy. And this is all done by algorithms, right? So the idea is to keep you online and keep you uh, interactive with the platform as long as possible. The voodoo doll is poked and prodded. The algorithms, they, they poke and prod the voodoo doll for you to engage your time based off algorithms and every action you engage uh, with your phone, blah, blah, blah. Already said that. And all this going on absolutely without our knowledge. It's so it feels so natural to us because all we're doing is using a platform, but it's it's manipulation. It's um, it's certainly getting into the psyche uh, of the human being and it's not for better like we're all wasting our goddamn times and I can see certain things change when I engage on my phone or I interact with a certain post on YouTube or a, a video I could see the difference in how it changes it's like my voodoo doll has grown and it's like oh we recognize that you like this or you watch this video on YouTube so now we think and they put shit in your face that's like recommended this 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 it's really so subliminal that it grips at our humanity our curiosity interest and it's deceptive it goes unrecognized it's really sad how with a change into the age of information and how it is manipulated and manipulating used to take advantage in so many forms and all the negative that prevails over the positive outcome it can be and is also a positive tool, but for the most part, it cannot be disputed that the long-term effects are definitely steering toward the negative outcome. People are going to have increased depression. So there's a lot of different factors. I don't mean to be like all doom and gloom on one of my first episodes um, of the podcast, but don't forget we're in a countdown. We are three, two, one to the election. 
we don't know what's going on. We don't know what to expect. And I'm going to end the podcast with that. I hope everybody stays safe. Uh, Maybe look into doing, if it isn't too late, some of the freeze-dried food that I have gotten myself was from uh, the website. I I wish they were a sponsor because then that means I'd be getting paid a little bit of money for this, but I'm not. But MyPatriotSupply.com, you can look up many, many others. I haven't tried this one. I can't say I'd give it five stars for taste because I don't know, but everything is very, uh, they were good on the shipping, decent price, I guess, from what I've seen out there and look up your own. So yeah, that's it. Uh, everybody have a good rest of the week and enjoy your three, two, one, stay safe, be ready, be informed, pay attention and take care. I just got done with the editing process of this episode. One, I am glad that I did the episode, and two, it really, really just exposes all the different factors that I need to focus on. And um, I'm looking to do that and correct it. Sometimes with the editing process, it does kick up the pace a little bit because I'm chopping up the audio and kind of condensing it down and getting rid of stuff I don't want uh, that I might find annoying to the listener if I was listening to it. So I'm glad that I went through the process and it was a little quick. It's a little dystopian. So I figured that I'd try something a little different. So I'm going to stop it right here so I don't have to go through the editing and then I'll pick it up with a little song from Bob Marley, Redemption Song. I don't know if you can relate and or if this song will mean as much to you as it does to me, but it really does. It's I've carried it with me over the years since I've shit since the early 90s had to be. (laughs) I have to laugh. I'm doing some back editing right now and I'm just about to edit the uh, the actual song. So bear with me in the beginning. I'm doing this all with my (laughs) I'm trying to simulate a guitar with my mouth and uh, this is all just me singing guitar trying to keep up with the rhythm just from uh, what I know from the song and just listening to it for so many years. Oh, pirates, yes, they rabbi, sold I to the merchant ships minutes after they took I. From the bottomless pits, but my hand was made strong. By the end of the Almighty, we forward in this generation triumphantly. Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Cause all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourself from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our mind
Have no fear for atomic energy Because none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Is all I ever have Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption songs Thank you!